Hello and welcome back to Lounge With Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two friends who keep in touch through the power of books. And me and Claire do that by reading our book club book together. And we are currently reading Lost Kingdom by Laurel Black, which is a YA fantasy. And it is Laurel's debut novel as well. And we are currently on chapter 14, page 125. And what are your thoughts so far, Claire? Well, there was quite a lot that went on in the pages that we read. We obviously don't want to give too much away, but, well, she got taken away by Thrailkull, the high commander of the the Rathalans. He's trying to get information out of her, but not succeeding very, very well. He tried to get her to change into a bird and she had no idea how to do that and was basically planning to bump her off and somebody has saved the day again for her. Yes, yeah, so one of the Rathalans, I feel like we can't say who, it might be a spoiler. Mm. Yeah, one of the Rathalans who is supposedly bad, turns out they aren't so bad and it's all of all a front and they're trying to... I don't know, befriend Raven by protecting her. But we're still not so sure if this isn't a double bluff. We we do, I, I mean, I think his motivations are true to what he says. I think he is against Thrakel. But I still think he is bad and doesn't have Raven's best interests at heart. Mm. But who knows? M- maybe we're misjudging him. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like she's she's been given some information that, that is possibly going to help her escape, go on to her next part of the journey. But yeah, I don't know how much he's going to be involved in stopping her, stopping her in what she needs to do and find out who she is or... Yeah, I think he's just biding time at the moment, isn't he? He's, he's trying to get her to remember things and... I don't know. I don't know why he's so interested in her either. I'm sure all of this will be revealed. And then on Jeddak's side, he's trying to find Raven as well because he's looking for a Zavian and she is one. But he's currently not in the city anymore. He's gone to this market where all of the tribes people are kind of gathered, a magic market. And he's he's bumped into his best friend who, well, his ex-best friend, as he calls her, because she didn't approve of his proposal. No, she didn't. It looks like she didn't approve of the proposal because he proposed after only knowing this girl a short amount of time. Now, there's two reasons a best friend is going to disagree with it. One is she's jealous and she's actually in love with Jeddak. Or two, she's just being logical and actually you shouldn't propose to someone after only knowing them for like a month. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure she approves of Leela as well. I think she thinks Leela's a bit bit soft and gentle and she's quite tough, isn't she, Avery? Mm. She's very much like I'm a bit of a warrior, really. And um, she appears to be on her own little mission as well. Yes. There's all sorts of little battles going on here and there. Um, I believe the place they've, they've gone to is Market of End, isn't it? This, Which is quite a this... cool name, I must say. Yes. I did enjoy yeah. that name. And we met like a new magic race that are like dog people, Ooh. the wolf people. Yes, we did. Yes, yeah, yeah. She sounded really intriguing. Her description was really quite beautiful. 
wasn't mm. it? Very um, dark skin with white hair. Oh, you're talking about like the witch lady, the magi. Uh, oh, yes. I was talking oh, about yes. the wolf people that are like, they look like wolves, but they speak and everything. So actually, we we actually learn about two different people. Yeah, it's which the, one was um, that? The people that run the market event. They're like the guards. Oh my goodness, yes. He met them just before yeah. he went into and the market. They can like sniff out liars and stuff. Like they're really... Yes. Because he, he explained it that with the Kovacs, their magic goes into the bears. Whereas with this race, the magic went into the wolves and then they started walking on two legs and kind of talking and stuff. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, I forgot about them. And I forgot about the Magi, which was a new race that we were also introduced to, which are people that can just influence and use magic as we know of wizards, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So we're meeting all sorts of tribes. But as you say, there's a lot more political intrigue going on than, say, what we know. It's not just so Raffalans v the magic people. Actually, the magic tribes have all got their own drama going on. Mm-hmm. And what this suggests to me is that they're not prepared for the Rathalan army because they are split and divided. Mm. And that's probably why the Rathalans can conquer them quite easily. Yes. Yeah. And actually, they all ought to just group together and get rid of all the Rathalans because they're the ones who are trying to take all magic away. And actually, you all just group together and try to sort it out. You know, they could all live happily ever after, maybe. Or they need to talk to the Rathalans as well and be like, what's your deal? Why why are you you coming for us? (laughs) Yeah. There's always battles in fantasies, though, isn't there? I think there's always battles in life, you know. I just think fantasy focuses on those conflicts more than other stories. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But overall, what I will say is this book is very easy to read. It's very easy. Do you know, yeah. I, I read this before I go to bed. It's very easy to, to read through the pages. Despite all the crazy names and the drama, I can follow the story and I understand what's going on and I understand the characters and their motivations. I'm not sure how Jeddak and Raven are ever going to meet up again. And I'm interested to see how Raven gets out of this sort of mess that she's in. That that will be interesting to see how that goes. But so far, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And as I say, the ease of reading is, is nice. I like a book that's easy to read. Yeah, it definitely is easy to read. We're moving through it quite quickly. And I'm not finding it complicated either. I think a lot of the YA are, gonna en- are going to enjoy this book. Yeah, definitely. So where are we going to read up to? Are we going to go up to uh, chapter 21, which will be page 181? Yeah, that's that's not too far away, is it? Yeah, 181, that, that sounds that's great. Another, that's another seven chapters, that is. Yeah. I yeah. think we're cruising. Okay. Kindle tells me yeah. I'm 28% of the way through the book. Oh, hey. I do love the Kindle stats. Kindles are so much fun. I also, I, I can <laughs> add bookmarks, I can add notes. I think... <gasps> What note did I add in this book? Because I did come across a good passage. Oh, this was it. It was in chapter 3, page 27. I highlighted this particular sentence that said, 
With so many of us sick and dying, this area had always felt a few headstones short of a graveyard. And I thought, oh, I like that sentence. That's a good description. Yeah, that is a good description. Kindle's great. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Paperbacks are better. Oh. I can get some nice pictures with the paper. You're right. I can't get great content with my Kindle. That aside, what have you been reading, Claire? Well, I completed The Sum of Our Days by Isabel Allend which is a memoir, and I give it a renew. I enjoyed it, yeah. I find with memoirs, I'm always like, yeah, that was good, but I've never read a memoir that's made me go, whoa. No, no. It had some interesting characters in it, and I don't know whether I would pick it up again, but I don't want to give it a return because... I did actually enjoy reading it. It might be one that I would say to someone if they wanted to read, well, try this, it's it's quite good. And you don't need to have read any of her books to to appreciate it. But And I'm currently reading, so I've gone into my little bookshelf of, <laughs> of books that are hidden away, <laughs> like I do. And I am now reading California Scheming, by Gavin Bain. California scheming instead of California dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> What's this about? So, okay. So it's based on a true story. And it is about two boys called Gavin Bain and Billy Boyd. And they are two ordinary Scottish boys that become superstars in America as rap artists but pretend they are American. What? So they're Scottish and they pretend to be American? Yeah. And it's based on a true story. It is a true story. I mean, I guess if they get found out, is is that bad? Well, Well, what happens is they create new identities for themselves and they're persuaded, the music industry, that they were the latest hot young talent from California. Syllabill and Brains... That's what their names were. Then lived out their life, that lie for more than two years, securing an enormous record deal with a major record company and being catapulted into the industry high life, rubbing shoulders with the likes of Madonna, NM, and D12. But ironically, they could never actually deliver and promote the album that they were paid so much money to put together. As soon as they became famous, they would be recognised by anyone who had known them in their former lives in Scotland and the dream would evaporate. As the pressure mounted to deliver on promises of success, there would be disastrous consequences. Wow, I've never heard of that story before. Yeah, no, neither have I. So it's Richard's book and he read it and he said, you know, you might enjoy that. But Gavin Bain... Um, He grew up in South Africa until the age of 12 and then got shipped over to live in a council-type state in Scotland and went to a very rough school and and got picked on heavily. And that's kind of where I'm at. He's being bullied quite a lot in school. It's good. Started off very well, very violent, actually, a little bit in the start of it. Yeah, his, his nanny got macheted. Crikey! Yeah, absolutely. I mean... It's all going on in this book. I'll be intrigued with that book to to find out why the rappers decided to pretend to be American. Because surely Scottish rappers are pretty unique. That's quite a big selling point. Mm. 
Maybe it was different times. It clearly didn't. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was based in like the 1990s, early 90s. Mm. Interesting. Another kind of, not a memoir, but a true story. It's a bit more non-fiction mm. for you. So I'm still reading, I've started reading, because last week I mentioned that I'd picked this book up and I've actually started reading it. The Hoyom Dong Bookshop by Kwang Bo Riem. And this is a Korean book and it's actually a Korean bestseller. It's sold like hotcakes in Korea, which is why it's been translated. And I can see why. This book is so cosy and cute and lovely and I'm really really enjoying my time with it I find that when I'm reading this book I feel quite happy quite peaceful and you do forget about everything else that's going on so I'd say in terms of a book if you just want to curl up and read and and feel happy it's really good for that it's just about this woman that has kind of got down on her luck in life she's decided to open up a bookshop in her neighbourhood and it's all about what makes a good bookshop owner and then she hires a a man to make her coffee in the bookshop and you meet all the people that come in and all the stuff that she does and I don't know it's just really nice like there's not like loads going on but it's just really nice it's got some really nice lines and quotes that um, I think I I took a picture of one because I just thought wow that's a really good quote in a book but to be honest, I think I could take a picture of like every page on this book. This is it. Uh, opening the book, he took out a note and he read it. Every one of us is like an island, alone and lonely. It's not a bad thing. Solitude sets us free, just as loneliness brings depth to our lives. In the novels I like, the characters are like isolated islands. In the novels I love, the characters used to be like isolated islands, until their fates gradually intertwined. The kind of stories where you whisper you were here... And a voice answers, yes, always. You think to yourself, I was a little lonely, but because of you, I'm less alone. It's a wonderful feeling, and the book in your hands gives me a taste of that joy. And I just, it's, isn't that nice? Yeah, that's really nice. The bookseller, she writes notes like that in all the books that she's read, so it gives you, like, an idea of the book that she's read. But it just made me laugh, because that's a really poignant note that she's written. And... (laughs) When the guy that's read it, he looks at the book that it was in, and it's in a book called The Elegance of a Hedgehog. (laughs) And he's like, (laughs) he tried to imagine a prickly hedgehog ambling elegantly. A hedgehog, solitude, loneliness, depth. He couldn't quite link all of that together. (laughs) And I was just sat there after I read that, like, I want to know what this book is all about. Why why has she gone so deep in uh, about loneliness, talking about a hedgehog, but... Basically, the whole book is like that. It's just nice. It's a nice book. I'm really enjoying it. It sounds really cosy and Mm. lovely. I I think I would probably enjoy it. You would really like this book, Claire. You know, it's coffee, books. There's like a woman that comes in and does like crochet. And it's just, it's just nice. Oh, I think that's nice because, you, you, you know, you do pick some quite complex reads. So it's just one that you don't have to maybe concentrate too much on or try to figure things out or you know understand it too Mm. much and it's nice to read a book that's all about books and the meaning of books and what we get from reading and why they're so important and it's not just a hobby or a passive thing you do in your spare time every book you read does change you in some way yeah so it's got some kind of philosophical 
feel to it then. Yeah, which you know I love. I love all that stuff. Yeah. I love all that stuff. Yeah. So before we end the podcast, I did want to end on some fun book news. So as we both love A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson, I thought I'd mention that the BBC are making a TV show about it. No. Yes. They started filming it last year, and I think the TV show is going to come out on BBC this year at some point. They haven't given us a date, but yeah, they are making the TV show A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, and I think it's going to be shown um, on maybe BBC Three. But either way, I am really excited. I hope they do it justice. Oh, Oh, that's going to be brilliant. I am definitely going to look out for that because I would like to watch that just to see how close it is to the book. Yeah, and how the characters... The thing with TV Mm. shows, when they adapt them from books, they can do a bit more focus on, say, the background characters, like the friends or anybody like that. They get a bit more screen time, a bit more development because there's more space to do that in. So I'm really excited to see what they do with all of the friends and and the wider cast in the TV show. But yeah, I just thought I'd mention it because I know we both love it and I'm very excited for that. Very exciting news, that is. And of course, if you've not read the book, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson, make sure you do before the show because it will... Hands down, always be better. That book was phenomenal. But something to look forward to. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) But other than that, make sure you catch up with Lost Kingdom. And me and Claire will be reading to chapter 21 next week and discussing our thoughts. I feel like we're going to have loads to talk about. And I think as this book goes on, it's going to get harder and harder to avoid the spoilers. So we will have fun (laughs) trying to dodge this. Other than that, do follow us on Instagram as well, at loungewithbooks, as we are always posting book content, pictures of the books we're reading. It is goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me.